Welcome back to another week of Fola Culture, Season 3, Episode 5. I'm Fox Steph, here sitting comfy at the historic Lyric Theater in Overtown, owned and operated by the Black Archives. And here with me is the Operations and Programming Director, Manager, eh, it's all the same, Camila Pritchett. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we apologize for all the rescheduling. You know, they had Florida thinking it was really about to go down. Right. All right. So we're here. Now, Hurricane Dorian. We missed him. Yes. Like I said, through the grace of God. And before, pe- you know, people were celebrating and posting jokes. But unfortunately, the hurricane did hit the Bahamas. The updates from the Bahamas are it's just devastating. I think the body count is, last time I checked, it was 20. But it might have gone up since then because they really believe it's more people to well, find. Yeah, I was listening to the radio this morning and the... Uh, what is it, the Royal Navy mm. or whatever was just making their way in to start retrieving and trying to, to remove some of the bodies. So they still haven't the had the people be able to come on there yet to get everybody off who you know needed to be rescued. That's crazy. Category 5. And it was just sitting there in the Bahamas like it was on vacay, like yep. literally, for real. Even in the uh, wealthier neighborhoods, the the island just got inundated with so much water. The coming. footage is crazy. Yeah. It's just, it's just sad. One thing I will say, a lot of the organizations in Miami were quick to react to the Bahamas. And I think it pretty much made larger organizations want to step up and uh, help out as well. So... Well, Miami, um, you know, coming from the Black Archives, the historic connection that Miami has with the Bahamas mm. goes all the way back to the city's incorporation. Mm. So the city of Miami, history. <laughs> when the city of Miami was incorporated, um, you had to be a literate male in order to vote. To, mm. to sign the incorporation documents. They did not have e- enough literate white men, so they called the men who were working, uh, basically building the infrastructure of Miami, building the railroads, building mm. the city. And a lot of those men, actually one-third of those men, were uh, black men who were from the Bahamas. Oh. And so our, from our incorporators in 1896, the people who are the pioneers of Miami and built this city from the Coconut Grove neighborhood and Overtown neighborhood, mm-hmm. they were Bahamian. And so the settlers, the black settlers of this city were Bahamian. And a lot of this community is closely tied to the Bahamas. Oh, so la, la, it's la, more la, than la, just, la, la, oh, you know, we have hurricanes, so we want to help other people because they had a hurricane but we have very very close ties to the Bahamas right I'm actually half Bahamian right right so um so so that's why it's important for us and the Black Archives actually has an effort to support and to help um with the donation of hurricane relief items Mm. um we have Lyric Live and during Lyric Live we are offering our guests five dollars off their ticket price if they bring a um you know, canned good or hygiene supplies or batteries. I know y'all got canned goods in there. Y'all not using them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we're going to be doing that from this month to next month and um, just trying to do our little part to contribute. 
That's what's up. All right. Look at the Black Archives. All right. Now, we're definitely going to get into Lyric Live pretty soon. All right. Now, um, you guys heard what the Black Archives are doing to help the Bahamas. So definitely come check them out and see how you can bring about two cans or more. Come on now. Y'all got it. All right. Now, although we didn't get directly impact, impacted by uh, Hurricane Dorian, you would think, you would see that as a blessing, right? Like, mm -hmm. thank you, Jesus. But what's weird is some people actually seem disappointed. Oh, I don't know who those <laughs> people were. <laughs> yeah, like, people were acting disappointed, like, oh, it didn't come. Like, I don't know if they wanted more days off. I don't know if they were anticipating the electricity going out. I know I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, knock on wood, you know, we that was we're still at the beginning of hurricane season. Right. So we have a lot of time a for people to be to uh not disappointed. But for me, I it's a blessing whenever we get whenever those hurricanes pass us by because right. while we do get days off, uh it starts to get miserable going into day three and four with no air conditioning. Right. <laughs> and no 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 cable. one wants to go through that <laughs> unnecessarily. I think a lot of people plans were delayed or they lost out on some kind of money or something like that. I know here I believe the Urban Film Festival was going to be held and I think it got rescheduled. Yes, right? the Urban Film Festival was rescheduled to later on October, in October. I believe. So um, you know, it's just one of those things Lil that... Romeo was going to be at that one, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> at least it gives the ladies a chance, those ladies out there, a <laughs> chance to uh, attend the event, you know, if they weren't going to go. So Right, right, right. It's all good. And it's better safe than sorry. You would much rather be home safe and nothing happening than be out in the streets and you get stranded or you're in harm's Yeah, way. it just wasn't worth it. But it turned out to not even be all that. Right. <laughs> All right, so once again, we're here at the Historic Lyric Theater, owned by the Black Archives. Now, who are the Black Archives? So the Black Archives is a uh, nonprofit organization that was founded in 1977 by Dr. Dorothy Jenkins Fields. Um, Dr. Fields was a librarian, and in 1976, you know, the country was celebrating the bicentennial 200th birthday. And so she was preparing, um, you know, like a display about Black Miami for, for the students at the school that she was the, the librarian. And it was, I believe, Myrtle Grove Elementary, which at that time was an all-white school. So, oh, really? Yes, things have changed. <laughs> so um, when she called down to the main library to ask them if they had any artifacts or any information of Miami's black history, uh, the librarian put her on hold, and then she came back to the phone after a little while, and she said, well, the only thing I can find are obituaries. I guess those people don't care enough about their culture to preserve it or to preserve their history. And she said those people because I'm assuming she's assuming that Dr. Fields was white because she was calling from at that time a white school. And um, because Dr. Fields herself knew the uh, significant black people who, you know, from the incorporators to the black judges, to the black police precinct, to Overtown and its history, you know, she just, when this woman said that, she just took that as a charge that she was going to make sure that if there was no place 
by then she was going to be the person to start the organization that would collect Miami's black history and make it available to the public so that you know future generations school children researchers can come and have access to learn about Miami's history from 1896 to wow. present. I didn't know that. Yes. Like, I see a book over there right now. It says African Presence in the Americas. Yes. And Nelson Mandela, A Long Walk for Freedom. Hey, I need to spend some time in here. Right. I mean, and this is this room is the reading room. This room is just filled with books that have been donated to the Black Archive. There are many rooms in here. Right. And so, um, but we also have photographs. We also have documents. We also have um, different items that people have donated that tell the story of Miami's black history. Um, and, you know, we have seen even more so than ever under this particular presidency that what we know is real and what people tell other people sometimes don't connect. Mm. So what's important for black people specifically, you know, as our purpose with the black archives is that our story is consistent with our truth. And so in order for us to make sure, in order for us to make sure that that happens, we have to be the keepers of our history and we have to be the ones who are telling our story to make sure that we are perpetuating our, our truth. That's right. Now, I was very shocked that this place was, like, opened, founded in 1913. 1913. Yeah, so the Lyric Theater was built in 1913, and not only was it built in 1913, but it was built by a black businessman. And um, this man's name was Jeter Walker. He was from Georgia. He traveled all around the world. He had seen, you know, the European theaters and opera houses. And because at that time, Overtown was the up and coming, you know, neighborhood for blacks. Um, that's this is the place where it need, he needed to build the theater. So he built the Lyric Theater in 1913. And throughout the years, yep, throughout <laughs> the years, it served the Overtown neighborhood when it closed down and went into disrepair, Dr. Fields in the 80s, um, as a part of the Black Archives preserving historic structures, was able to save this building before they knocked it down, as mm. so many other buildings in yeah. Overtown have been knocked down. And um, through years There aren't too many buildings still up from 1913. No, just... this actually is the oldest um, theater in Miami. It predates the Gusman. The Gusman was, I believe, built in uh, 20, two, uh, 1925, 26, it opened. Older than that. So we're older than the Gusman Theater. And black-owned. Uh-huh. Yes, black-owned continuously. Wow. And for it to be such a historic building, dating back to 1913, it looks very modern in here, like very nice and better than homes built in 2009. Well, it it didn't come out the box like that. I mean, like <laughs> twenty and twenty. I mean, in 1913, the the building that was there was the theater, which is what you see when you pass on Second Avenue. That's the original face of the building. It mm-hmm. has been restored to its original facade. Okay. But then once you see the glass lobby coming around mm-hmm. and the administrative building, which holds the archives that we're sitting in now, that was added on as a part of the restoration and expansion that okay. started in, I want to say, 2004 or five, and it finished in 2014. And that's when we reopened the facility to the public again. Now, would you say your job, your role that you play is challenging or stressful? 
Um, I would say that it is challenging. I mean, I work at a black nonprofit in Miami, and Miami is a city that um, is inundated with arts and cultural organizations. There's tons of different cultures and heritages and you know everybody is vying for those same grant dollars so that they can make their programming and their dreams happen mm -hmm. for their organization so it is stressful when it comes to you know making the ideas that we have come to life because that takes money that we don't always have right but it is rewarding because when we do make those programs come to life and we are able to impact the community and we have people from the community come here and tell us how you know they came here when they were a little girl or mm -hmm. we have people who live in the neighborhood who can proudly walk to their place of employment mm -hmm. and you know we have people from Miami Gardens who never used to come to Overtown for nothing get in yeah, their car come and come here at night for an actual event. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are the things that make the balance between, you know, whether I wouldn't just cut and dry say that it's challenging and stressful, but <laughs> um, it is challenging and it can be stressful, but it is rewarding and worthwhile. I like that. Now, what kind of activities or events could a local or a tourist catch on a random week here at the theater? Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, Lyric Live, which Lyric Live is our amateur night show. It happens mm -hmm. on every first Friday. So the first Friday of the month is kind of like the Showtime at the Apollo vibe where we have amateur talent. They perform um, on stage and the audience chooses, you know, who wins through applause if they like them and then they boo them if they don't. Yes, the, they do boo. They I did boo. go to a lyric yes. live. And so the Miami twist that we put on our show is we have an authentic Junkanoo band. The Lyric Live Junkanoo band is Showtime Junkanoo and um, they are from the Bahamas and, yep. <laughs> and the crowd is completely into it so when people come out on the stage you literally are it's not about getting the crowd to applaud you it's really not getting booed because they are ready they're so ready they are hyped up you know we have a great dj dj h2 we have an amazing which host. we'll be talking to in a minute mm -hmm. we have cello as a host um he's a comedian in miami we have he's um, funny and we have Jody Hill and Deep Fried Funk as the live band. So, you know, we have all these different elements, you know, from the live live music performance to the comedy to the um, live band. And then we have the DJ, which we have a little happy hour before the show. And then during happy the intermission, um, you know, during intermission, they, you know, get kind of lit, too, in the, mm -hmm. in the audience. So the show is really... Um, it's just an experience from the beginning. It's to the a nice end. experience. It's a nice time. Now, the age range to to uh, be a part of the competition. Well, so since we have that boo component, <laughs> we really do uh, require that everybody is older than age seventeen. Um, so this is for the adults. It is for adults. the adults because our crowd will boo the young, the old, the saved, and the ratchet. They have <laughs> no chill. I saw the <laughs> boo the saved. Yes. 
they usually, you know, back in the days when you watch when you would watch these shows, you're like, if you sing a gospel song, you safe. You are not. It ain't safe. Not anymore. It ain't safe. <laughs> so you used to be safe. That was funny. You yeah. used to be safe, but lyric live, and it's a good time. You know, I mean, people really enjoy themselves, and people who really have talent, they get through. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like they're just booing everybody, but right. you don't. But there's no pity they clapping. Can't deny it's, right. Yeah. There's the no pity clapping. If you you got to bring the talent, and we've had some great talent come through. We've had. Um, a gentleman by the name of Theron Early who won our second season because what happens is each month we have the regular show where everybody competes. And then in February, we bring the winner of each month back and do an all-star show. Oh, wow. So there's no booing there, but we have celebrity guest judges. We've had Peter Guns. We've had Lily from SWV. We've had um, Casey. We've had Joe Marie Payton. Mm. So we've had people come in and they basically give feedback after each performance. And then at the end, the audience still selects by applause who wins the all, overall all-star. That's what's up. And so um, this is our sixth season of that. We've been doing it for six years. And That's a long time. This guy, Theron Early, after he performed here, he actually went on to perform on The Voice. He did not get selected, but he did perform on tv yeah so. that's what's up <laughs> yeah <laughs> look at the alumni <laughs> right 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 and, um i had a friend an old friend i when i came uh, an old friend i was just so surprised i'm like what is he doing up there what is he about to do he ended up getting booed i was <laughs> like whoa but it was inspiring it was inspiring because he kept at it he didn't like just walk off or get mad so right. i was like that's what's up right so is it free to attend the event Lyric no, Live. No, it is not. No, it's not. Um, it Nothing's is, uh, free in it life. It's not free to turn the lights on. And it, and so we ha- while we have to maintain this wonderful historic building, um, it is not <laughs> extremely expensive. The ticket prices range from 10 to 35 and that's that's if you're in VIP. VIP includes, you know, food and everything. What? <laughs> so, so the ticket prices do range and they are affordable. We make them we make it so that, you know, if you get them in advance and you get them online, you can get them for like $10. Um, okay. Plus, you know, get them whatever. online, y'all. Right, right. Don't, don't come to the theater. Right, right. <laughs> except for except for for this show and next show, because if you bring the donation, you can get five dollars off your ticket. So we're only doing that right. for the um, in person tickets. We can't. We're not reimbursing you for online sales. So, um, but you know, it's it's pretty popular. We're we're packed almost every month. The yeah. all star show is literally standard. You know, it's at capacity. We gotta cover that. You gotta let us cover that uh, <laughs> that event. All right, now, but even with, you know, the little happy hours and stuff, it is family-friendly, though. So it is family-friendly. Um, we we have people who come with their kids. I would say, you know, like small kids, babies, things like that, kids that are toddlers, because we don't, you know, we don't, um, we don't censor the artists. So if the gotcha. performer is cursing or something like that, the you baby know, don't know what's discretion. being said. Mm-hmm. You need to use your discretion. <laughs> we have had young people come to the audience, but you know that is up for the parents to decide. Um, we do not censor our performers, so it's just you know, it's your discretion. But it is an, it's a, it's a, 
cool 18 and over kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but we we have had um, college kids come as a group. We've also partnered with Urgent Inc., which is a local youth group in Overtown, and their um, youth participants have come out as well. So, you know, it's for mature crowds. So if you're right. a mature teenager or something like that you come with your parents i don't think it should be a problem. so anything coming up that you want to let the public know about that will be here yes actually other um, than lyric live obviously we definitely need you to come out and especially donate for the bahamas relief right so the donations for the bahamas relief that's important we're doing that for lyric live this month and lyric live next month so we'll be running through uh tomorrow tonight september 6th through October, the first Friday in October. And then throughout that time, you can come to the theater and you can bring your donation. And if you'd like to purchase your ticket for Lyric Live, we will give you the discount. Um, We also have on Wednesday... October 16th, we're going to be launching the Glass House Comedy Experience. I saw something about that with Fat and Funny. Fat and Funny. Um, Ture Gordon is going to be the headliner, Fat and Funny. And then, um, oh, my God. There's <laughs> so many men. There, there's, there's another, uh, there's a female comedian. Um Tiana, comedian Tiana. So that's going to be the first show. Um, It is a stand-up comedy kind of night. It's basically like an improv night, but you're going to have a feature. You're going to have two features, and then you're going to have a main performer. And then also, in the beginning, we're going to have 15 minutes of fame. So we're going to allow... um, people who sign up from the audience to tell jokes to see if they could survive the glass house because the 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 motto is you know you can't throw stones when you're in a glass house and since Mm. the lobby is the glass lobby we want those comedians to get up there and give it what they got and let the audience if they survive if the audience doesn't heckle them or boo them Mm -hmm. or whatever then we will invite them back at a later date to be a feature Mm. so this is something that's going to be happening on every third wednesday okay beginning in october you guys are starting a lot of cool things. Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, our programming is actually sponsored by the Southeast Overtown Park, Rest, Park West Community Redevelopment Agency. Okay. And um, the CRA in the um, city of Miami, Miami-Dade County, they all you know provide grant funding that makes these programs possible. And, you know, the CRA, a big thing that they're – Um, whole mission is about is revitalizing the Overtown neighborhood through economics. And um, right now they're really focusing on the entertainment district and what we've been doing at the theater is kind of like one foot in both sides. We're giving jobs to people in Overtown and we're also providing arts and entertainment. So much black excellence going on in (laughs) Overtown. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. How can they follow you on social media? So the Black Archives. The Black Archives is on Instagram as Balt So Flow and Lyric Theater MIA. And we're on Facebook as the Black Archives. Uh, Lyric Live is on Facebook as well. We're on Twitter. <laughs> so <laughs> Lyric Theater, MIA, Black Archives, MIA. You can pretty much find us on all social media through that. Well, we're following you on both of those. Just waiting for a follow back. You know, they're so busy. <laughs> 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 all right. So, um, Camila, we appreciate you welcoming us. Thank you. Thank to you. To the Lit Theater and taking the time out to do it for the culture. I
appreciate your interest. You guys catch the Lyric Theater every first Friday, so catch it next month for real.